With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See Metro by T-Mobile.com. I'm going to hold her down. She's going she gonna to get this work right here since, since, since she, since she I, yeah, I set her up. I want you to explain I to me how, how people don't move like virgins. I mean, when was the last time you were one? Dun, dun, dun. I was one in my life, and I remember the, the That's the, ooh, That's a good memory. That's a, that's a real good memory. Dun, dun, dun. I'm, sure, I'm sure you remember your first time, correct? Yeah, because it was recent. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. Welcome to the TMF Podcast, where we have too many feelings. I'm your host, T. Staples, and I'm joined by... The lovely Miss Monroe. And... Hey, it is me, Freddie B. TV, Mr. B, to some of y'all. Oh, that's what's up. B to the TV. All right. You did. You should make this right I see you had to mix it up this time. This is my real yeah, change on her. Yeah, you guys. Trying to copy me. It's cool. It's Ooh. cool. Yeah, she put pressure on me, so, I, you know, I got I to gotta come alive in the nighttime. Hey, well, listen, we're having all these fillers come to you from the comfort of our homes. That's right. 100% remote. So if you feel our show, show us how you feel by subscribing so you can get notified when the new episodes drop. And if you like what you hear, send us a message. Our handles are in the description. We love to hear how you feel. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about something, uh, something that's got all you guys, all you gals, all you good people out there squirming, screaming, and having bad dreams. Some of y'all. That's right. It's the critically acclaimed HBO show entitled Lovecraft Country. But first, it's time for a moment I like to call the internet never lost. Never lost. Never lost. Never lost. <laughs> ah, that's right. <laughs> and in this week's attempt to navigate the uh, endless insanity of the internet, I'd like to bring to you something in the spirit of the time and date that we're recording this show. Here's what the internet had to say when we were in the midst of a turmoil period trying to figure out who we were going to pick as a country to be the next president. The votes were going red, blue, red, blue. It's, it was almost right down the middle. It was a nail biter. And this white woman, this evangelist, this preacher named Paula White decided she had to say a prayer for us. This is what she said. We break and divide every demonic confederacy against the election, against America, against that who you have declared to be in the White House. We break it up in the name of Jesus. We lose confusion into every demonic confederacy directed right now at this election, directed specifically at the six states. We come against people that are working in high levels right now with demonic confederacies and secrecies and demonic plans and networks. We break it up and we command that it be exposed right now in the name of Jesus. 
strike and strike. The angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. From Africa right now. They're coming here. They're coming here. In the name of Jesus from South America. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. From Africa. From South America. Angelic forces. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic reinforcement. Pika hata anda ata ora bata rata anda eke eke manda rasata. For I hear the sound of victory. 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 Okay, 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 okay. We get it. You know, Tesla, Honda, GMC. We get it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> we understand. We understand what you're saying. But was she, whether she knows this or not, her prayers were secretly answered, just not in the way she thought they was going to answer. Because see, those 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 angels she spoke about from Africa, they came over here and. uh Let's just say the country decided between its red or blue fetish and it decided it was going to go blue. It seems like those African angels came and pushed what the African-Americans in general wanted. And so we had another clip that rose up out of the out of the ashes as a anthem for what's about to happen to Donald Trump. Take a listen. Hang on here. That's right, that's right. I guarantee any damn near every club in the country will be playing that as a as a hey, break. And that joint, music. man, that joint. Slide right Cause you that. are detaining me for nothing, Trump. You have been detaining America for nothing. It's time for you to lose your job. Get on out there, baby. You're over with. You're done. So, in the spirit of the internet level loss, I have to ask you, how do you feel about the state of race relations in our country? Look, send us a message. Our handles are in the description below. And let us know how you feel. This has been yours truly in this week's edition of The Internet Never Lost. Never lost. Never lost. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> the laugh never felt so good. You lost your job, baby. See you later, Donnie. What y'all think about that, man? That that Paula White clip, man, her preaching, that was I was called right. I'm so disappointed in Paula White ever since Trump got in office <laughs> because I grew up like super churchy, right? So Paula White was like a huge deal. I used to love watching her. But the minute Trump got in the office and she just basically abandoned the whole community that gave her the platform she had, she wasn't popular with white people like that. She was popular yeah. with black people. Yeah. It's, and when she started calling the angels in Africa, I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. The angels in Africa. Right. So, so, uh, they're not so coming your, to help Trump out. Your ancestors enslaved us on earth and you think you about to use us in, in ancestry to come <laughs> right. and rescue right. you. What the hell? Get the hell out of here. Right. <laughs> and so and so with Paula White, the thing white people, white people be wanting, like they be, they be good, but then when stuff really start going bad, then they run to niggas for us to help them to save them and 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 save them out the fire and then we save them they like all right okay appreciate y'all all All right y'all can go back we good we got this now right and then like goes back as business business as usual so it's like that's what i'm like why is she calling a whole bunch of angels from africa and south america like right right like the like the black areas like what why i love the uh, i think europe i think kevin on kevin on stage said uh you need to be calling on the angels uh an outfield and uh (laughs) 
<laughs> you need to call them mother angels. <laughs> you know, right? Like why is she, why is she calling black a whole bunch of black angels? Like well, call the call the Scandinavian angels, the right. European angels, call right. them Chinese angels or something. Right, the angels like, in outfield. Sure, right, I'm sure them Chinese angels definitely want to get at what? No, she she asking for help for Trump. Okay, my bad. Yeah, because okay, I was about like the Chinese angels. They really want to get at him. But no, she won't help. So maybe yeah. don't call the Chinese. Okay, don't call the Chinese angels because he's calling the Kung Flu. Man, right. Chappelle right. in his monologue said that. He was like, he said exactly what I was thinking. I, he was like, why he say that? Because it's so hilarious. Nigga, that is, that's the funniest thing I ever heard him say. Him calling yeah. COVID the Kung Flu? But he, he also Man, said that's, some, that's something for comedians to say, not for him to say, you know. Not right. Me. Yeah, yeah. Bro, it, it, it's, it's wrong, but it's hilarious. Ain't, you can't nobody tell me that is hilarious when he called it Kung Flu and kept doing it. People kept people like, please don't do that, Donald. Look, the kung flu is killing us, <laughs> Donald. Don't do that. Yeah. I mean, but it's the kung flu and it's killing us. Which is why, <laughs> which is why, uh, you know, part of why I even played these clips because, you know, to tie it to what we're going to be talking about today in television, or I, and I guess you could still call this television and streaming, but in television, HBO show Lovecraft mm-hmm. Country, you know, dealing with, you know, racial, racially uh, uh, charged like type individuals and situations and like. You know, Donald Trump is a prime example of that. You know, I always said that this presidency is going to be a mark in the sand for us to look back on to say, you see, that's what we've been talking about. You see, that's like pinpointed, like we can see it out and open and you can't say it don't exist because we watched it. We watched it live for four years. So, yeah. So, you know, in in, in the vein of these, you know, racially charged uh, uh, situations, um, what do you guys think about? This new HBO series called Love Craft Country. I mean, this, I, I don't know if y'all watched the whole, th- I watched all of this. Yeah. And I too. thought this was a very excellent uh, piece of work. If all y'all don't know, uh, this is, this is a a, a, a a television series that was put together by HBO uh, based on the fictional horror, the horror fiction of HP Lovecraft. So, um, before we get too deep into it, I don't want to go to an overview of all the episodes. I know we don't want to make this show too long because it, it, it gets real, real deep. And I do want to dive into some things, but I want to get some kind of blanket, some surface level stuff here. I want to first talk to you guys and ask you, what is Lovecraft Country? What is it? Fred, Miss Monroe, what is Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country? Um, I still can't fully tell you because I don't think I still fully got all of it. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a lot. Um, I mean, I, I get in the different ways in which they were talking about um racism and sexism, um, and even homophobia and things like that. Um, I get it, but I feel like there was a lot of layers. Um, mm-hmm. to me, not always organized very well <laughs> within them layers mm-hmm. but uh it was a lot of different things but mostly just that and um and and the different ways they were portraying it through each character mm. pretty b lovecraft country what is it um to to reference what she said about the sexism and racism I, I what what i don't get is why when we have some piece of a tv show a movie concerning black people it like It'll start. It'll address the racism, but all that stuff always got to address racism, sexism, and homophobia. It got to address all the ills of the whole world. Like why? Like why are black people got to be like say the world in each thing and everything? And it's like okay, because it's like it's like it's too much. It's like it's it's like they you can see where like okay, we we talking about because the overarching thing was racism, right? So to answer your question, it's like this sci-fi take on. 
uh, these people, this family back in like the 60s, the 50s and the 60s. And it's a sci-fi take on them traversing that time in Jim Crow America. Best way I can explain it. Okay. But it's like, okay, so the overarching thing is racism. But then you you can, the fact that they, that everything try to be tries to get touched on, you can see where it's like, okay, this is the time where we address sexism. And it's like obvious. Okay, now this is the time where we address uh, uh, LGBT community and homophobia. This mm-hmm. is when we do that. And it's like obvious, and it's like it don't it it's not a cohesive. Sometimes it doesn't feel cohesive. It's like you place this here just for that, and it's like it's obvious to me. So, um, I wouldn't say that necessarily them talking about all the different topics wasn't cohesive. I just think that the way they executed it, it wasn't. It was just some of it was drawn out in ways that didn't need to be drawn out, in my opinion. But I, I wouldn't, as a black woman, of course, I'm not gonna say, well, oh, we don't need to talk about these things, and I. And I don't know. To me, it kind of seems like when white people do that, why we got to talk about racism? Well, well, of course you feel like that because it don't affect you in the way that it affects me. So as a black woman, I don't want to see something that talks about racism that doesn't discuss the sexism that happens within the racism or or, you know what I'm saying, or the homophobia, because all of that is all stemming from white patriarchy. Mm. So how do you not discuss all, you know, what I'm saying all the limbs Uh, of the tree? Okay. okay, no, okay. I, 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 I disagree. Because the reason why I disagree is because, like for example, if I'm watching, if I'm watching something like well, like Moonlight, Moonlight was all about LGBT. Like it made sense, like what was going on. Like that's what the movie is about. So they talking about like you know the boy and his evolution of sexuality, so on and so forth. Like it's not necessary to talk about sexism and and racism or whatever. Um, in in that in that particular piece, it's just like when white people do stuff, they may talk about something specific. They may talk about classism, like they talk about classism. It's not net like in like and when you walk through life, it's something. Sometimes I've went through just racism, and in your case, it's sometimes you might just went through sexism. In that in that instance, it wasn't racism. Racism didn't factor in, and homophobia didn't factor in, uh, or or anything like that. You know, it's just like it's like as it goes, and and we as black people, when we have art, it's not up to us to save the whole. Once again, save the whole world, save every ill. Like why why does LGBT rights have to be mixed in with racism? Why does sexism have to be mixed in with racism? Why does racism have to be mixed in with LGBT rights? So on and so forth. If some stuff is just for that. It's so like this probably need to be twenty episodes to be honest with you instead of ten. Yeah, they should have. They could have expanded it out, and uh, but but at the same time, and I have to to their credit, I think because they were trying to come up with this horror fantasy drama piece, and you know having Misha Green because she loves the drama, right? Having her on to 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 be the lead, the creator of all these dramatic situations. Do you think that that those the fantasy and horror really just can't mesh together, being glued together with drama? Is is that what makes it feel bloated? Because they're being they're being glued together with Misha Green's drama. I just think it was because the horror definitely is. I mean, even the little twin girls, some of the most iconic. I felt images, like that was so pointless. That's the Jordan Peele stuff, though. I didn't get. I didn't get the the mm-hmm. what's the Jigabobo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jigabobos, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Their name was Topsy and Bopsy. I didn't understand the entire point of that, and it honestly, the way they pulled it off, it was kind of lame to me. Okay, so let me let me jump into this. So. The the Jigga the Jigga Bobo episode was an episode where it was mostly about Diane really getting her opportunity, like a D, the little mm-hmm. girl, 
She's played by uh, Jada Harris. Now that that episode, which is so interesting about the episode, you brought that one up. But that was the episode referencing the situation that happened with Emmett Till. Right. I don't know. If, I don't know if you caught that. Yep. So yeah, and, and, and Emmett Till's nickname is Bobo. That's what so, it's called. So they, Bobo. okay, there we go. So now they, they're making these connections, but. What what it was was is that they were trying to kind of relate to to this whole area, this whole give you this whole idea of the fact that this thing happened. But there was a family. There was that Emmett Till had a family. He had a best friend. He had a mother. He had a you know what I mean. It's like he had these people that we kind of forget about who are affected by these situations. Children tend to have to live with the demons of that time period. You know what I mean? So like those demons, they follow them. They when things happen, they have these. So those. So what happened was when he, when they put that curse on her, that was the, the her demons. That was a representation representation of demons that she may now have to live with for the rest of her life, and how and how they how those demons never really leave. So I think that was really to me that episode was very very well done in that sense with the imagery and the connections and all the things they did. There's a lot of episodes that I I saw ideas of things happening. But in that one, you bring that up. I think that was one of the best ones I saw because of the the symbolism of those demons to to D of the the uh, Emmett Till situation to the whole you know rest of the episode or the environment of the episode. And I really love the choreography of the demons, how intentional it was. And they're like, yeah, I didn't even catch. It. I was like, yeah, feel the, that way. The all. gyration mixed in with the African stuff mixed in. I was like, oh, this is like that's deeper than people think. Like. And that's me. I, I saw that. And I was like, "Oh snap! Those are like her. That's a, those are the demons that you get when you have childhood trauma. Like that's that's what it is. That is her curse." And so um, I thought that was real interesting. But um, that that you brought that up. But what are some tropes that stood out to you in this series? Like some 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 tropes or some symbols or some anything that was notable out of the series? Um, to me, two things that was noticeable. Um which was kind of a similarity between Montrose and what was the girl's name? Kristen, Kristen, Christian, uh, the white girl. Oh, oh, the white girl, bright, right. Great wife. Christina, 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 Christina. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of interesting to me because both like Montrose, of course, is a black man who is, mm-hmm. you know, on the down low, who's gay. So he's a be- being impressed in both of those ways. Mm-hmm. Um, as the white woman, of course, she, of course, does have privilege, but she's also being impressed by the fact that she's not a man and how mm. both of them at times, of course, more so Chris, um, more so Christina than anybody um, can also oppress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, how Montrose oppressed Atticus, how he ends up killing the what was her name? The the Indian woman well, Native American. Oh, yeah. Woman. The, the, the transvestite. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know how he she's ends up a, killing her. hermaphrodite. Oh, she's no, she's not. Uh, technically, two spirit can mean either can can mean either thing. It could be a hermaphrodite or somebody who mm. is transgender. It can mean either one. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but um, but yeah, how both of them, you know, being oppressed, just the symbolism of the fact that just because you are being oppressed does not mean that you cannot be an oppressor as well. Right, right. But at the same time, you know, Montrose's whole thing. It's kind of like it. It's a very interesting uh, 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 symbol of our parents, right? Of or of our ancestors, not just our parents. Our ancestors. They try to instill everything you need to have. They try to teach you the lessons or whatever. But sometimes, even their best is not. It doesn't hit the mark. You know what I mean? Like even what they left us does not. It does not hit the mark. 
And I think that's kind of what his character symbolizes. Like he, he just he was just doing his best because this whole time we're watching it, we're seeing this this turmoil between the two of them, right? right. We, 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 there's some kind of there's some there's some kind of twist and turn between it. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, I said it twice. It's a, a little late for the spoiler alert. Ain't <laughs> well, no, no, well, no, but this is a spoiler. This is a spoiler because if you should have been because, held up on this episode because we find out that there's potential that what. That oh, yeah. Montrose is not, in fact, Tick's father. And I'm mad they didn't fully explain that. But that was his son, and he still was, and he and he showed him in the episode that you know you my son. I still want to try to teach you. You know, I made sacrifices. And and as a matter of fact, he said something. I think the quote was, uh, I wrote my quote because I wrote that quote down. It was right. Oh, when they was looking at the scene. So going back to them looking at the scene, he said, "Saving Thomas ain't going to change much. It is the first in a long list of sacrifices to be your father." Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, that it goes back to my conversation about like, you know, with the ancestors, you know, things that that they did, like they made these sacrifices, you know. So some of those sacrifices may not have paid off the way they hoped they would pay off, and some of them have, you know, like voting. And so I think, I think that's like that 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 allusion back to the the, the whole racist, you know, this racist world in which the the whole uh, uh, piece is set in. And it's set in this dream, just Jim Crow world. So you got to understand, like, they're, they're, they're trying to make all these choices inside the world. So, okay, so your trope. Uh, now, hold on. Montrose, and the thing is, Montrose, he was about to save his his young lover and sacrifice his son. But his 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 gay romps in the bed, he's ready to sacrifice his son. I was like, that's deep. And that's real, though. No, but, I, well, I think... Well, did, well, and maybe we saw this in a different vein because it sounds to me when he said saving Thomas ain't going to change much. He was saying saving that boy, even though that is my lover, is not going to change much because I made more than just that one sacrifice for you. That's just one of a, of, of a line of sacrifices. Now, Freddie B, I want to go back to my question, though. Tropes. What are some tropes that, that stuck out to you? Um, I mean, we, we talked about one, the picking any one with the two picking any girls chasing mm-hmm. her. From the book, and you know, so you talk about that, and that was that was where Jordan Peele really shined. But the other one that's not that's because the overarching thing with this is racism. But one that is not really connected to that is uh, in uh, episode six, "Meet Me and Dig You," when mm-hmm. the majority of the episode wasn't in English. Yeah, um, uh, that one, uh, the girl. I love that episode. Woo. Yeah, she, you know, she was she was a uh, she fine Korean, too, boy. She fine, boy. Yeah, she God, was, she was fine. I, and I was not understanding the speed dating. Them dudes was just curving her. I'm like, like, man, she doing? is fine to the mother. You know, other than, other than her being a succubus and killing you after y'all after you nut, like she is. The, she Jamie is a, a, Jamie like, Chung is her name. Jamie Chung. Yeah, man, like God. Jamie Chung. Oof, like Lord Jesus, man. You know, she was she was a nice one. Like I, I probably would have messed around and died. She was right because like <laughs> I'd have had a little speed wait, dating. So like, so, circle. so wait a minute. Now she said this. In Korean, but it translated to "Would you be willing to die to fuck me?" So it sounds like Freddie B. The answer for you is he would. <laughs> no, no. And if you tell me that, then she like, says hey, it. Oh, she but. says it. She says, "Would you be willing to die?" Yeah, to she fuck said. Me? She said that to one of the guys. I'm talking about the other dudes who she never said it to, and they just got to the crib. Like the one dude, the business dude that went there, and she busted him up with the tails. But like that trope, you know, that one really caught me because Atticus was when they. Was about to do it. He was a virgin, apparently. I was like, he a virgin? Like, is this for real? But he was, it was like, he crazy. Was a right, him, him in the army, right? But I was like, how you? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he he was a virgin, but yeah. I, but then that's the thing. Like, also in the movie, like I mean, in this movie, in this show, <laughs> I told you, it felt like a movie, like, like a long movie. I told you. 
Yeah, like <laughs> Atticus and Letitia, they both were virgins at the time that, that we see them have sex, but neither one of them moved like a virgin. They showed like, up. Neither what one of them like. What does that even you know, mean? I was waiting on. I was waiting on this. Because you knew I was going to say something. What right. does that was, even mean? She, I was waiting, and 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 the thing is, Miss Monroe took my bait. So now let's 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 have this conversation. Are we we breaking off, Mr. Moderator? Are we breaking. No, off no, no. Go no. Go right ahead, because it's, it's actually I'm, okay. I, I I got some more questions for y'all, so I'm gonna let you. I'm finished okay. with your trope. Let's go ahead. go ahead. Okay, so the thing moving. So she said, "What does it mean by moving like a virgin?" Right? Is that your mm-hmm. question? Yes. Okay, so a virgin. If you're a virgin, that implies that you've never been involved in sexual activity. Correct? Mm-hmm. Are we correct? Correct. Then? So that means that you're a rookie. That means you're a rookie when it comes to sexual activity. You are a novice. You know nothing about sex. Well, correct. Well, maybe outside of what you've seen. Right. Seen or read. Right, stuff stuff you've heard somebody say, you've seen in a movie, right. or you read in a in a book that is probably some fiction, but the the, the nitty gritty details you don't know because you've never been there. And so mm. then also having sex is a is a big thing. Do we all agree? Is we all agree? It's pretty like pretty big. Well, is it? What do you mean by big thing? Like you mean your first time is a big thing, or like just yeah, sex for, in the general? first time you first the first I mean sex well sex period is a big thing. sex. Sex in general, I would say, is big, but then even more so, your very first time, like you crossing, you're breaking the threshold figuratively and literally as a woman. Oh, you, oh you know, God. you're breaking the oh threshold. Oh my God! Well, Here I guess we for go. me, I guess it's, it's more like working out, like it's like but, routine. But so, but what? So what? I mean, what I say about routine. that is, but like obviously, we speak in generally. There are some people out here who just totally just like I don't get. I you know they have sex with anybody. It, it means nothing in them. They just give their body and share it with anybody, anywhere, however they feel. Exercise my sexuality, and this is what I want to do. It's a, it's a hobby for me. But generally speaking, yeah, it's a it's a it's pretty serious. Okay, right? Okay. I Would can you agree. agree. I can agree. We can agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with just about everything you said except for that threshold part. What's about the threshold? You broke the threshold. You don't yeah. like past threshold? Yes. Figuratively and and and, and literally, there's no yes. threshold there. You mean what you mean? Like it's nothing. You disagree with that? Yes. How? That whole popping the cherry thing, like that's such a misogynistic thing that does not exist. That does not happen I, with every woman. It happens with most women. I, I, I'm, I'm speaking uh, in general. And, no. and, and then I and I and I said figure first thing I said was figuratively. You got stuck on the literal part. See that? But you did say literally. You said figuratively I and said literally figu- for women. Fir- you didn't say that for men and women, you said it for women. Right. But what was the first word I said? Figuratively, but you but you right. you distinctly othered women and the fact that it's literal right. for because, us, because, but it's not because, true. Because with men that they, they will never break anything. That will never it's never happened with any man ever in life. But with women that does happen. Would you agree? Not that often. Not that often. So no. she does agree because she said. She said not the office, right. which means it happens. Right. At Chicken Salad Chick, our fan favorite delicious diva is back. With bright notes of fresh dill and crunchy cucumbers, it's bursting with flavor. And bring on spring with our seasonal strawberry and pecan salad and key lime pie. They're both a little sweet and a little tangy. Available for a limited time only. At Chicken Salad Chick, every order is made with care. And with online ordering options, we've made it easier to enjoy Chicken Salad Chick however you feel most comfortable. Available in-store, in the drive through or online at chickensaladchick.com for takeout curbs or delivery where available. At Vanderbilt Health, we know it's one thing to know the pulse of our patients. It's another to know the pulse of an entire community. For years, Vanderbilt Health has been a part of Rutherford County, caring for children and adults with treatments, technologies, and services that only we can offer. It's care that's provided by over 1,500 of our employees who call Rutherford County home. 
We're making healthcare personal. Sometimes. So it, it, it happens. Occasionally. That's something that's known. Yeah. So yeah, so people say you go horseback riding, you stick a tampon or whatever. Yes, if you stick something up there and then break that threshold, the point is, is every woman has a threshold that will be broken. It may or may not be broken through sex, but it can and will be broken in some form of fashion. Right? Mm-hmm. She right. ain't feeling exactly. you. She, so, she, she's gay. Right, right. She's just right. Gay. She, she, she trying to maneuver here, but I won't let her maneuver. You see what I'm saying? I but won't she, let her maneuver. She, but she, so, that's like a thing. Some women do it like they were, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Yeah, you, I, I hear it she, a lot. She hit the breath out. She exhaled with the mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going I'm to I'm hold her down. She going she gonna to get this work right here since, since, since she since she. Cause I, I, yeah, I go ahead. I want you to explain to me how people don't move like virgins. I mean, when was the last time you were one? Dun, dun, dun. I was one in my life, and I remember the the. That's, the ooh, that's a good memory. That's a that's a real good memory. Dun, 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 I, I'm, sure, I'm sure you remember your first time, correct? Yeah, because it was recent. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. So Tommy, tell me, tell me how time? virgins move. Tell me, because okay, 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 so, so listen, I remember my first time. My first time. Exactly. I was, I was, I think I was in seventh or eighth oh, grade. We're not talking about the actual Oh, oh, oh my bad. We're not talking okay. about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, here, so here's the thing. I'll, I'll tell y'all the story. <laughs> right. So here's what I mean by moving. So any human, if they do something that's that's big and that's mindful, that means something uh, in some degree to them, and it's their very first time doing something, they're going to move a different way than when it's their 100th or 50th time doing it. Right. So like it's, now, it's, like, right, because it's like, it's like your first time doing it. Anything you go, you may. It's like riding a bike. You are gonna wobble the first time, but then after you get used right. to it, you, you gonna hop you, on that. You gonna be steady. You're not gonna move with confidence. You're not gonna move sure. Like okay, I know what I'm doing. I know. Okay, boom, we do this. Boom, 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 boom. So what I'm saying is, they were moving like they already knew what they was doing. They moving like okay, this is how this go. Boom, I do this. I flip you up. I do this. If it's your first time, how do you you don't you don't know all these things to move so surely? That's not that's not realistic. But in those so scenes, th- though. Like so, what you saying? In the bad scene acting? in 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 no, but in the sixth episode with Atticus and his first time, she was like, the, what's the girl's name? What was the chick's name? G I G yeah, with a G I whatever. Gia. She she yeah. was as you could say the aggressor and more in control as far as that goes. Right. And the right. same thing with Letty and Atticus. You know what I'm saying? When it was her first time, he was the aggressor. So that still doesn't to me say that no, either one of them was no, moving. No, that's not that's not what I said. That's not what I said. See, you, you're saying something different than what I'm saying. I so, didn't say Atticus. I didn't say the virgins were aggressors. I never said that. I'm you said saying they were moving I'm in a different way, but there, they there's weren't nuance. acting. Are you, are you familiar with nuance, Miss Monroe? Are you? I'm familiar with nuance. I'm asking you, are you familiar with nuance? Because that's what I'm speaking about. Okay, go ahead and speak about it then. Are you familiar with nuance? <laughs> yes. Oh snap. Okay, so Yo. you so you're familiar with nuance. So in both those situations, the nuance in which they moved in those sexual experiences were that of somebody who's had sex before numerous times. Like like with both of them, it it, it didn't it didn't the scene didn't didn't feel believable to me. It's like, okay, what's going on? Something is up. Like it maybe it's something else happening with both scenes. But back to your um the the um the trope. Like so, you mentioned it. So he he was supposed to be the hundredth person for her to have sex with and then take his soul, so then she could become not a monster anymore. It could break the so curse, she, like it could break the spell, right? To break the curse. Mm-hmm. So she that means that she had had sex with, and then we talking about the fifties, so there ain't no condoms or nothing. So we talking about ninety nine different men done raw dogged her, and apparently nutted in her, obviously, because we saw the one dude. 
he was having sex and he was still, he ain't like he pulled out and was like shooting at her face. Like he was still inside. So that means 99 men done raw dogged her and nutted all up in her. And then he comes. You know, I, a I actually, as a side note, I actually had a, cause I was like, where did that tail, that tail, his dick is in her pussy. So that tail must have came out of her asshole then. The other yeah, tail. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, Damn, it's tail. That blew my mind. Tail. Oh my god! You just said a tail. <laughs> no, because she had tails come from each 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 orifice. But I was like, which opening? The one that come from underneath? I was like, oh damn! I just realized it was an asshole. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out and jammed him up. So yeah, so it was like I was thinking about that and, and what because when I first saw it and she took his soul, I was like, oh, this must be some succubus type deal. And then like, I think like, later on, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, what is the succubus? <laughs> You never heard of a succubus? No. Just a, that's a, so the succubus is like a evil. <laughs> Leave it to T Stapes. To, to some succubus type of shit. Shit you see on but the But yeah, the, the, uh, the, uh, so the, the, the succubus spirit is one of, it's like a female spirit who drains the soul of men playing on their on their on their wholeness. Gotcha. If, and so that's the, know, and that's the idea of the Komodo itself in this sense. Right, what so, she, like, what she, so what was. she said, like what gotcha. she she called it, she called it whatever it was in Korean, but yeah, if you translate Komodo, to, I think it was Komodo English, or something like that. Yeah, I don't think she said Komodo. She was something else because oh. a Komodo, you got I don't know. I don't think she said Komodo though. But whatever she oh. whatever she called it, it was Korean for succubus, and and so she was that succubus spirit that she would meet men and then take their take their souls, and so but with that, it's like the underlying thing is that she is a hoe. And then he's a virgin, so that was kind of like the underlying thing. It's like he's a virgin and he's with this hoe, because then like because they really loved each other, they really <laughs> loved each other. And then when she came back, that's also the thing. Is like he with this other chick. Oh, it's called it's, he, it's Kimmy Ho, Kimmy Ho, Kumi Ho, yeah, Kum Ho, right? Kum right. Ho. Oh, actually, it's, it look like Kum Ho if you look at it in English, but it's it's, it's Kum Ho. This nigga Kum-ho. right here, man. <laughs> but so, but the thing, the thing I really that really caught me with that is like. It's a lot of dudes who would be like that. They would meet a girl and like fall in love with her and love her and want her, but then like find out like, oh, you a hoe. Like all these dudes have ran through you. So I don't want you anymore. And and so that that's like a thing to where, you know, that's that's interesting. That's 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 a discussion in and of itself. Like you watch that whole wh- how do, how do people... show and came up with oh, she's a hoe. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Because I mean, because it, it it came from the succubus part of like her like having sex. Because it's like okay, she having sex with all these guys, and 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 because she and then the thing was is it's it's it plays on soul ties. It's not it's not just the focus of her being a hoe. It's the it's the whole focus of all that because it's it's it was illustrating soul ties. Because when she has sex with the man, the suction goes on her eyes and she sees their past. She sees their mm-hmm. whole life and she absorbs right. their whole life. She basically absorbs their soul. Right. So she has all these different men's souls inside her, and you saw the anguish she was going through seeing all these different things. And then and then she met somebody she actually loved, but then now she's dealing with the souls of all the other men she had been with, and then she absorbed his soul. But then she like loved him, but she's supposed to kill him. So she has that 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 dynamic going back but, and forth. But like, is it okay. now now that the, the thing that I would contest here is it is is it truly that she's dealing with the souls of the other men, or she's dealing with the conflict of her it this being a part of her, this animal mm-hmm. being a part of who she really is, and not wanting to let that go. And it being in conflict with the fact that she has now fallen in love. She does not want to kill him. She does not want to, you know, take him away from her. But she does not want to go on with any other man. 
Notice she could have easily said, you know what? I love him. And then say, you know what? I'm not going to do him. I'm going to do another one of these stupid Joes so I can yeah, get rid of this curse. That that's what she was going to do. I can get rid of this curse and then go get with him. But she decided no because she understands based on all of those 99 other interactions. Like to do it again, it not only takes a part, a part from me, but it also says that, you know what I'm saying? Do I really love him? Would I be willing to give the rest of my what I am right now to him the way I am? You know, and will he love me the way I am? You know, so that I think that. Well, I not think, only that, the fact that they were both discussing how they're supposed to be like, because you know, if, if I'm understanding the story correctly, like her mother went to some voodoo Asian <laughs> priestess woman or whatever yeah, yeah, and yeah. asked well, for that uh, thing to come to protect her from her Asian father. Woman voodoo. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know what they well, call like, it. Almost language. like a shaman, like but, it, it, there you but go, remember yeah. in the environment of Lovecraft Country, magic is real. Right. And so all this stuff is done in the vein of magic and spells, right? And right. In, in the vein of witchcraft where you could be evil or good with it, right? There could be, right, there right, could be villains right. and heroes here, right? Okay, but gotcha. she asked for that to help protect her from her father who I, I right. was molesting her. And so she, I, I want to say she asked Atticus basically like, or either she posed the question to her mother, you know, basically saying like, if I continue on, how am I like no different, more, no more of a monster than any of these people are? Exactly. So, I mean, I think that's what the real question really was. I think it was just boiled down to her being a hoe and some soul ties, but you know, that's my opinion. Man, I think she just—I think she just gave you that work, Freddie B. <laughs> no, she just she 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 basically trivialized everything I just said. I, what I said was way deeper, and it, and, it, and it's and it's applicable to times like now because there's women who and men as well who go who deal with the same deal. Mm. What would you say is the mm, the worst moment for you in this film? What what about uh, not this film, this series? What is the worst moment in the series for you? Like. That moment that just made you go, man, why they do that? Why why Juicy Smoothie? Smoothie! Juicy Smoothie's sister is in this. <laughs> why is Juicy Smoothie's sister in this? Like, I don't like her casting. I don't like her in this. And, what? And I was waiting for I her to die. She killed she died. I thought she did I, too. I need I need somebody darker. Why she like she like I keep thinking she a Oh, well, they did you just miss the whole point of Ruby and yeah, yeah, Ruby, relationship? Ru- they're they're sisters and the, the point of them was to right. to bring that whole light skin dark skin conversation. The, 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 I don't uh, like her. The uh I don't like the conflict Juicy between Smoothie the two of them. Sister. I don't like yeah, them sister. not trusting each other, not having like her wanting to trust her sister but not being too sure like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I want to trust my my sister Ruby but sometimes she a bitch. So, you know, and then Ruby like, you like know, light skin get everything. Why do light skin people get everything? Okay, well that was that was the, that's why they were there. So you don't like her? That's good then. All right, uh, Miss Monroe, Miss <laughs> Monroe, Miss Monroe. What do, what do you not like? I really didn't like. Um, what was it? Letty's episode. I didn't really like it. Like the, the latter half of it, I felt like. Okay, so I like the fact that they included, you know, the Orishas. I like that they included that, you know, with Oye and them, you know, asking for protection and stuff like that. I love that they did that, but the actual, like, the way they did it, it was, to me, a lot of stuff that they did was real corny the way they did it, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And that was one of them. It was like, okay, this is corny. Yeah. Why? Yeah. why it's just ugh, so many yeah. moments. Which episode was that? I think that was three. Yeah. I'm going to tell you one, the one that I, 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 I really did not like. And it well actually so the thing that I did not like 
the most, which is probably a small thing compared to a lot of other stuff. The thing I did not like the most was Jiha's reappearance at the end of the at the in the very last episode. Yeah. Only to do one one grandstand one moment. Yeah. I do love that he apologized to her because he shouldn't like when she just showed up. Oh, yeah, Why are you yeah, yelling yeah. at her? He, he, he was, I was bogus I was, as hell. Yeah, that. he was bogus for yelling at her. Why are you yelling at her like that? But like I said, I, I think that goes back to what I was saying about that him was being bogus, a man. And she being a hoe. And that that dynamic. I mean, that woman love you, man. You supposed to be like, listen, I know we together, babe, but listen, this woman right here, she love me. I need to say something to her. You can't just yell at her. So I think it was good. He apologized. I felt a little bit better. I felt like I felt like that was a tack on my manhood a little bit. I was like, that's not how we do it as men. You know what I'm saying? You don't just tell your hoe that you just you don't just yell at your hoe like that for no reason. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Uh, <laughs> you like the hoe. Well, because she's a Komodo. I keep calling her Komodo. Oh, she was uh, a Kumio. And, and I didn't understand why Letitia went off on Atticus when she came back. Like, what was all that for? Like, you know, I, I just chopped that up to, you know, it's some old. That was dumb as hell. Like, I, mean, well, I mean, technically, no, because she had been calling and he had been calling her. So, like, it's like, you know something was coming. You knew something was after you. And you ain't tell us. And everything we'd have been through, nigga, tell us. Well, you know, I mean, Atticus had a problem talking, period, through the whole series. He, right. I don't understand why he kept. But that was actually another thing that we should we should that kind of got solved also in that episode with him and his father. Mm-hmm. When his father finally got transparent with him, with him, it was something that he should be doing, too. It's like, listen, this is part of our problems. We need to be more transparent with each other in our, and telling our stories so that we can pass things down so that mm-hmm. we can know why these sacrifices have been made and where we where we have gone wrong. But that would be the number one thing I, I hated her coming back. In episode number ten, I just felt like it was it was kind of a throwaway. It was just like, uh, okay, I got it. We can put her in. She can save the run day. Run to she the could, darkness. Like, right, she can save the day. Like, what? And yeah. not only that, I just hated the whole ending. Like, I was just so mad about that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they could have saved him. But um, and then there was another moment I did not like, but it was more of on the trope side because I didn't respond on the trope question. But it was more on the trope side. It was the symbol of of Atticus penis being a snake. That that messed with me a little bit. Like when I seen that, because I was like, I don't like snakes. First of all, I'm, I don't really like snakes at all. <laughs> And then it's like, why they got to make the black man's penis a snake? Like, I don't want no black woman thinking my penis is no snake. But I mean, he was, but that wasn't really Atticus, though. I know, but 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 the image of it, the imagery of it, it was just like it was so poignant. It was like one of old white paintings where you know you see them old figures from back in the day, the mythological, uh, mythological, mythological god looking things. Like (laughs) that shit. Yeah, right. That's it. Felt like a bit the nigga shit. <laughs> I ain't know what that was. So anyway, those I like. Okay, so we got that out of the way. We know what we we got our big moments. We really just did not like. Okay, so now I want to ask y'all something about uh, the overarching themes of of the series. And bunch of bad. What we did like? Well, I mean, because if if you want to go there, I mean, it seemed like it seemed like so easy on the surface. But yeah, if you want to talk about, let's talk about it. What did you guys like about this series? Like episode um, nine. Episode. Oh, go ahead for it. What was the episode nine? So the Tulsa episode is is what what I really liked um, because we've never you know we don't have like movies or anything. We just if you know you know type deal. But a lot of white people don't even know about it, and it was just interesting. This is my first time actually seeing it in art, like seeing on TV, seeing like a depiction of it. And well, I, I mean, think- if you watched Watchmen, because Watchmen was based off that, like the whole first episode was that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about Tulsa and um, just seeing the carnage and how they blew up stuff and all that other crazy stuff. And white folks was, was mad because they was expecting yeah, I, Watchmen I, to I, come I, out. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about that because I seen yeah. Watchmen, the movie, like back in the like the original movie that came out back and they had nothing to do with like racial things. So I, I heard right. about like it dropped and somebody was, you know, like somebody black was like, oh, yeah, that's great. They did that. Woo. And then the white people was really mad because, you know, white people hate mm-hmm. seeing like stuff in the past like how bogus they were it's like okay why y'all keep reminding us it's yeah. over with 
but move but, forward. But yeah, we got to we have move forward yet. So we, let me remind you. Exactly. So that, this is my first time seeing it in in uh because I haven't seen the Watchmen episode, and then the Watchmen episode, Don't watch Watchmen it. episode is very it's very recent. <laughs> like you know, like we haven't we haven't had like Malcolm X, all the different stuff we've had multiple movies and shows about it. But mm-hmm. Tulsa Massacre, it's like just now twenty twenty stuff just dropping. So mm-hmm. that was that that kind of like you know it hit different. Mm. Okay, on to what I liked. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the girl on the show. Do your thing, girl. You are the girl so, on the show. You are the so, girl. What is new? <laughs> what is new? But, but like for real, for real. okay. So like Jonathan Majors is like the perfect combination of hands ugly. Mm-hmm. Hands ugly. Wait a minute. Hands ugly. Is, yeah. is, is hands I, ugly? I, I, I see where she going. I see where she oh, going. Oh, okay. Go, go, go. I agree. Hands ugly. Okay. <laughs> you said you think you agree. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes. That's funny. But yeah, he's the perfect combination of hands ugly. Like he's handsome, but still kind of ugly. Um, oh, that's an actual term. I was. I oh, thought you yeah. made his hands was ugly. Like, I don't think that's something she made up. I think <laughs> no, something she no, made up. No, that's a real thing. Ask a woman. She Ask said, a woman. That's a real thing. When she said okay. that, I was like, "Yo, I, she was looking at his hands the whole time." Like I didn't Lord. know you would be looking at his man's hands like Lord. that. I was looking at my hands. Like, my hands ugly. But I definitely enjoyed watching him, especially mm. with his shirt off. That was nice. Right. That's that's when he handsome. When he get naked. No, no, no. Because no, because even with a, even with all he like. So when I mean hands ugly, I mean like okay. So and I, this is a weird theory of mine because I don't really date pretty boys. Um, but there's a lot of dudes <laughs> I went to high school with who was fine as hell in high school. They are ugly as shit now. But it's a lot of hands ugly dudes that are the same level of hands ugly even 15 years later. So my thing is that at least if you get involved with a hands ugly dude, you know exactly what he gonna look like. He gonna stay just like that. Mm, okay he ain't gonna let you know what i'm saying he ain't gonna just fall by the wayside and be looking like damn like you know like like everybody seen a picture of somebody who's older and you see them when they're young like dang they was fine what the fuck happened you know what i'm saying like not just your usual you've aged you got a little a few frown lines or whatever like they just truly like their whole face just changes it's mm-hmm. like it's hard to imagine they were ever attractive but most hands ugly dudes they just stay that right amount of cute they stay right at that five they ride that five all the way till they die Okay, so that's that's where they at. They they, they are so they ain't got nowhere to go. They ain't got nowhere to fall. They, they could the get uglier. Low. They could get uglier. The it's bar possible. already low. It's like he a five. He dropped down to a three. Three is ugly, but he that ain't too far from a five. It's so far it's like enough. It is it is. A three is a whole big difference. That's that's a whole lot. That's okay. a whole lot. A three from a five. Yeah, mm. that's a whole lot. That's just that's unbearably ugly. Okay, <laughs> my last my last little piece that I'm gonna bring in. I think this is important. What were the in your opinion, what were some of the, like, what are some takeaways? You know, what do you take away from this? Um, For me, I because my favorite episode was uh the episode with Ruby. What's the episode five? Um, with Ruby? Okay, yeah. Yeah, and which, you mm-hmm. know, she got to change. And, um, mm-hmm. Change to the white woman. That was mm-hmm. crazy. That was, that was crazy. That was to me, that was yeah. it. Like, because up until yeah, then, I was kind of like, episode. I don't know if I'm really feeling this a lot. Like, I'm kind of, uh. But um, at that one, I was like, okay, cool. Now that I've made it this far, I love this one. I got to finish it. So I liked after she, you know, became the white woman, became, became okay with going out in the world, being the white woman, got the job, and how she still wasn't really satisfied. And Christina kind of questioned her. I was like, you know, when I gave you this ability, I thought you would do more than with it than what you're doing. And it was kind of like basically telling her like she she lacked imagination and, you know, trying to um, make her maneuver through the world. You know what I'm saying? Like you're still mm-hmm. kind of doing it as if. Right. 
you're doing it as if you're a black woman being a white woman, but nobody knows that you're a black woman being a white woman, but you like truly access that power. So she kept asking her, like, who are you truly unhinged to kind of force her to think about that? And I think that, you know, as you know, black people, black women, you know what I'm saying? Black LGBT, like, you know, we all need to try to be more imaginative and kind of make an informed in this world because it was not made informed for us. So instead of just trying to, because, I mean, we get we do that a lot. You know, like, black people do that as far as, like, oh, well, white people do this. When we get our channel, we're going to do it. And basically, basically be unimaginative and just become the oppressors. You know what I'm saying? You just want to replace them. Like, be more imaginative and, and do something way bigger than just that. Mm. Mm. So that, that leads me with a question then. Uh, how, do we raise, how do we raise free black kids in reality? Something people could think about. Freddie B., what is your concluding thoughts? Uh, my concluding thought, uh, one thing we didn't touch on, this this, uh, this show has a lot of uh, Christian uh, undertones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about Adam and Eve, all the different types of stuff. But yeah, the words of Adam. The, the, it was the it was right. it was in, it was in Adam's language, right? Adam's language, and then like it was that one part when the uh, Christina's dad was doing the thing, and then the, the Garden of Eden started to come through the portal. Um, and then it was just you know just throughout they would drop different Christian imagery, and I think. You know, because me being uh, me being a follower of of um, the religion, it's interesting looking at those different things and seeing how we'll say Hollywood, for lack of a better term, uses those things to add more mystique and add more to lend credence to different stuff. You know what I mean? Because all those all those euphemisms they use that were in in Christian origin, they could have just made up something and did something, but maybe it doesn't hit different. But then when you put it in there, somebody who doesn't know about Christianity who may just, you know, you and you might just have a passing knowledge, like you know about, you heard Jesus, you heard God, but you don't go to church and nothing like that. You see this, you're inclined to believe that some of this stuff is actually in the faith. And, and like, for example, it was with episode nine where um, they in the burning house and they start reciting the Lord's Prayer. If you notice, they start the very first couple of words and then they just cut it off and they go into somebody else talking in the background. And, and if you if you if you look at it, you see like, oh, OK, that they want just enough to have a connection, but not enough to really connect and have that power in the in the show. So that's one thing I noticed throughout the episodes. Um, but overall, my overall takeaway from the show is that I think that there's there's something good here. It's just it's good. And they got to where it was good and they added so much more and it became bloated. It's like, you know, if you got a good cake and then you put more frosting and more chocolate chips on top, gummy bears, and you put all your favorite candy on top. And it's just like, oh, nigga, why did you put all this on this cake? It been good. I like gummy bears. I like chocolate chips. I like sprinkles. I like cookie dough, but I don't like it all together. You know, mm. that's that's the feel I got of this. Um, maybe, maybe if you right. don't have J.J. Abrams, you got just I think Jordan Peele by himself without J.J. Abrams, you take jj abrams out i think this probably a show that hits where it needs to hit Mm-hmm. okay listen i um i watched i thought the series was great well done i think I, <clears throat> it gave me a lot of twists and turns and also made it it gave me something that i i felt like i need to watch again and again just to get deeper and deeper and and, and get more connected with what they did but some of my takeaways from it were simply this that uh this show lets us know that to be a hero, it really takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to be a hero. These people, you know, they have what is considered white people's stuff, right? It's considered white people's magic. And they find out that 
it, it actually brings up a question like what is the idea of white people shit like it actually brings this question to the forefront and the magic goes from being white people to ours but it was ours to begin with based on the ancestors you know and so it takes a lot of work to really be a hero because you have to go through all the things that you need to discover what it is you you need to have and what it is you already had inside of you. The same thing that Atticus's mother said, everything you need is inside of you, right? She says that too in one of the episodes. You, the things you already had are there. Almost to Miss Monroe's point of, um, you know, just just being able to to, to imagine, right? To, to, to be able to know that we can change our reality and be something different. We got to be able to imagine something different and it has to be big. And it, it, it brought up two other points. And, and I really got two other big themes from this, which were like every revolution that has actually changed something in history has not been peaceful. When, I mean, them addressing situations with Tulsa, addressing Emmett Till, like the, like in each one of those mo- movements that came as a result of those those um, those horrific things. You realize like, wait a minute, if you look at history. Every time something changed, it had it used to be it was a fight to get it done. It was a fight to get it done. And and it kind of made me resolve on this idea. To be black in America is really to live in a horror movie. Or in this case, a horror show. Listen, it seems we have too many feelings about Lovecraft Country. Hey, man. Too many feelings. <laughs> so send us a message. Our handles are in the description. Let us know how you feel about about Lovecraft Country and anything we had to say here on this show. Subscribe to the show. Um, yeah, subscribe to the show. Thank you, Freddie B. Subscribe to the show. We love to hear your feedback, so send us a message. And listen, this has been a good one. Thank you, Miss Monroe. Thank you, Freddie B., for bringing, you know, uh, bring yourself to the table and, and to have different conversations and to check each other when we need to check each other. You know what I'm saying? I love it. This has been a good one, y'all. I've been here with the lovely one and only Miss Monroe. There she is. And. And the hands ugly, Freddie B. <laughs> right. Check your hands, fellas. Check your hands. And listen, I'm yours truly, T. Staples. And make sure you catch us next time when we have too many feelings. Peace. You may have heard me talk about one of the reasons it's good to have a security system, like if you have a teenager who might just want to sneak out of the house sometime. It also works for someone who may want to sneak in the house. I'm Shooter Stein, president of NCA, National Certified Alarms. We offer landline security alarm monitoring starting at just $9.95 a month and cellular monitoring starting at just $19.95 a month. Call us today at 615-777-7NCA. Or go online at nca.cc, license number 645. Introducing Peacock, the new free streaming service from NBC Universal. It's hit movies, current shows, live sports, trending bits, and timeless hits. And that's why you can't not watch. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at peacocktv.com. Law and Order SVU streaming now.